Brandon Spivey here. We are the, the Markout Movie Podcasters. The energy is here today. With you, clearly. <laughs> All right, so on today's episode, Got the we list. are doing the list as Brandon can so can't. Oh, wait a minute. Um, oh. All right, I'm trying to get my list pulled up. Yes. I'm yes. ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was pulling my list up, Brandon. Are you excited? I am excited, Brandon. Me too. Stop trying to peek. I'm not trying to peek at your peak. <laughs> that don't sound right, man. Nothing sounds right with me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So we are doing the list. All right. So what this what this show is pretty much about is we set forth to compile a list of our favorite in this case, 80s movies. 80s. And um, 80s is, uh, obviously, I was born in 1980, so that is my decade. He was born in, like, 83. Three. So since it is your decade, too, you know. Kind of. Sort of. Uh, I was. I remember the 90s more, though. I consider myself an 80s kid, but 90s teen. Uh, like, like, you know, like, in the 90s is where I remember, like, the... Yeah, I was still a kid in the nineties and a teen in the nineties, so I had yeah, both. Yeah. So in the nineties, like so ninety so I remember like the sand lots and the movies like that, yeah. you know, in the nineties. But three ninjas. Hey, three ninjas, yeah. Uh and Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's my stuff right there. <laughs> but uh but eighties was uh a fun decade for movies. Yeah, um, for horror and comedy. Yeah. And some other stuff, but mainly I mean, horror action too. I definitely action. Mainly horror and comedy though. I agree with that. Yeah. And for Arnold and Sly and Bruce. Yeah, yep. Uh, but Brandon, let me ask you this before we really get started. All and right. let me go ahead and switch over so we'll know what we're talking about to people. Um, but let me ask you this. Um, how hard was it? <laughs> tell tell oh, before I start, <laughs> tell them your process. I went through every single movie that was made from 1980 to 1989 every year. There's over 600 movies made per year. It took a long time. I ended up with 301 movies that I really liked and condensed it to 25 top and five honorable mentions. It took Which a long time. <laughs> it's hard. Even then, like, cause I'm like still like t taking stuff out and, you know, yeah. fitting stuff in, even up to like, Maybe an hour before you came, um, but yeah. So we're here. We're gonna start with our honorable mentions. Also, let us know what you think of our list. Tell us what your top favorite '80s movies is. Brandon, uh, go ahead and give me your number five for your honorable mention. You, I don't even have do, to look. I don't even have to look. Do, do we go ahead? Do we do all five honorable mentions? We can do just one. All right, that's fine. Let's talk about my it. number five would be Poltergeist. Okay, that's good. Um, look, I, mean, I think the reason why it's, it's a Spielberg production, uh, mm -hmm. Toby Hooper directed, even though he, well, he, he gets credit for directing. We all feel the Spielberg directed it, though, but I, I just love the story and uh, of this family moving in with these, you know, these spirits uh, where the Indians were buried there, like it's Indian burial ground. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. It felt so '80s, like it was a, like it was a horror film, but it, it was like fun horror, yep. you know. And the, the little girl, I mean, I don't, I can't Caroline. think. Caroline. Caroline, yeah. 
just amazing. Uh, her performance in the movie um, was just phenomenal. She makes the movie so much better. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Craig T. Nelson, especially back then. Coach. Coach. Yeah. I mean, Joe Beth Williams plays the mother. I mean, it just had a great cast. And I love the old woman, you know, the the, the short old lady. Yeah. yeah her, I know what you're talking about. The, that voice, the, oh, it draws me in. Uh, the She's like the fictitious version of uh, Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Lorraine from the Conjuring. Uh, Conjuring Universe. Um, a real real person, by the way. Yeah, she's a real person. She passed away not too long ago. Yeah. I can't think of her last name. But when I was, yeah. I was growing up as a kid watching like movies like uh, Poltergeist and Phantasm, I always wanted this old short woman to meet up with a tall man for whatever reason. <laughs> I just wanted them to share a scene together. I don't know. What, why I drew that comparison as a kid, but I always wanted the tall man and that short woman uh, to have a scene. Crystal Bailey hits us up. Warren, with Warren, that's right. Warren, thank Lorraine you. Warren. Thank you. Keep it coming, man. We appreciate the comments. Um, anyway, that's my number five. All right. Guys. My number uh, five is um, oh, it went off on me. My number five is do the right thing. Uh, which I didn't do the right thing because I never seen that movie. <laughs> oh, Brandon, you are. Is that the, about the one in the pizza place? Yeah, it takes place in the pizza place. Yeah, well, I, I've seen some of it. There we go. Uh, early Spike Lee. So, so this is yeah, early Spike Lee. Uh, this is uh, Spike Lee. I think his first film was School Days, or maybe uh, she has she got to have it. I, I don't recall what his very first film was, but this is for me his best film other than like Malcolm X, you know, X. Um, but, um, and you know, and, that, and that's including like the black Klansman and anything else they've done. I don't think that none of his films has ever touched, uh, do the right thing. Um, other than X, like I said, cause Denzel is freaking Denzel, right? Yeah, my favorite film of him is, uh, inside man. I haven't seen Malcolm X. Either. I haven't seen inside man. So that's Denzel. Yeah, I, should, I should watch it. And Spike did it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I had to check Jody it out. Jody Foster is also in it. Okay. I like Jody. So and yeah. Clive Owen. I, I like Clive Owen. Yeah, who's so I kind of like Clive Owen. He was Owen. good then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of like Clive Owen. Um, but yeah. So, but no, she's, uh, no, she's got to have it. But uh, Do the Right Thing <laughs> is a great movie. It's in Where the Heat Wave in, uh, in, I think it's in Brooklyn. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's on this block. And uh, he works at a Sal's Pizza Place, delivering pizza, but he's interacting with a lot of the people that's in the town. It's in the heat wave. Cops are being racist. Um, and it's just a lot of, a uh, lot of, um, has a lot of social commentary. It's such a great, great movie. I recommend you check it out. Uh, do the right thing. We might have to review it sometime so you watch it. Uh, so I'll watch it. <laughs> all, right, all right. She said, you're welcome. Thank you. All right, and uh, so hit me with your number four on your honorable mentions list. Honorable mentions, number four. Um, it's my favorite John Candy movie, Uncle Buck. Um, like, I wanted to put so many John Candy movies on here, and you're going to get so mad at me because this is the only one that made it. It's not, I mean, I had so many, though, to choose from. And I, it, it, well, you went through every bloody movie I that did, made. And I was like, well, I mean, I love Spaceballs, but... Uncle Buck really is my favorite. 
just his performance, uh, Macaulay Culkin, uh, the teenage girl. I mean, his whole ordeal with his girl that he's uh, in and out with. I mean, I I just. It was the same teenage girl that was like a teenager, like in a lot of movies in the 80s. Yeah. Like, I forget her name, but I have her face. Yeah. I I just overall love that movie. And I've never really been the biggest John Candy fan. Not not like you. (laughs) I'm a mark for candy. Yeah. I mean, I've always. You know, somewhat enjoyed him, but this was, for me, is his most recognizable role. He has a lot of heart. He yeah, so much heart. Yeah, I just a, a train playing trains automobiles almost made it too. I I just it I had to go like, with nostalgia the, for me. Nostalgia won for you. Yes, it won. Right, I'm not right. saying it's the best movie, but it won. did. But it won. Let me tell you what's not on my list, uh, and I just finished watching this real quick. It's not any honorable mention, but I thought it was really good. I felt it'd be cheap to put his honorable mention or in on the list because i'm just now watching it for the first time the other day like yesterday it's called akira it's like a, a japanese anime huh. movie that came out in 1988 and it is what kind of started the spark of what anime is today it's yeah. it's very violent it has a lot of body horror in it uh it's just it's it's i think it's cyberpunk but uh it's just really Really good movie. I recommend people watch it. It's on Hulu. They have it both dubbed and in uh, subtitles. I did the subtitles to get the full effect of it. But, uh, but I just wanted to say that. I had a similar case where I just recently watched Lonesome Dove. Like one of the best westerns ever been made. Mm-hmm. But it didn't make my list. But it it's one of the best ever it's made. One of, you recommend like, watching it? I do. If nothing more than Robert Duvall. I mean, he just. Robert Duvall, yeah, you gotta go for and Tommy Robert. Lee Jones is great too, but Robert Duvall, man, he, he just steals it. He steals everything he's in. He's pretty. Robert, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is so good. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking right now to uh, uh, the Apostle that movie. Oh, I love oh, the movie. Man, Actually, so I think that's probably my favorite movie. Of yeah, his. That's, that's he's my that's my favorite movie of his as well. Um, all right, number four for me on honorable mentions. Don't get mad. I don't get mad. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> It didn't make the list. I love Pee Wee's Big Adventures. Uh, it's just, um, it's a great movie. Uh, it just, it's very nostalgic for me. The opening sequence is great by itself, but uh, but ultimately, it just, it's one I like. But it's not, I like other things more than that. But I loved, not to discredit that movie. It's so great. Oh, well, you know, I, well, we'll talk about it. Cause you know it's on my list. All right, <laughs> hit me up with your number. Number three, uh, honorable mentions: The Beastmaster. <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. I love Beastmaster. I love it. It didn't make my list though. Uh, it made mine. I mean, I. It's one of the few movies that I actually watched with my dad mm-hmm. when I was little. Mine too. That's crazy. Like that's one. But me and my dad, like my dad, doesn't really watch a lot of movies. But me and him actually uh, would watch Beastmaster. Yeah. I remember the little uh, ferrets, you know. Oh, yeah. I love those. Just, I wanted one when I first oh, saw man. the movie. Just like, that's crazy how we had a similar experience with that. But, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I just, I love the whole ordeal with that story. It It's actually probably one of the very first films in that genre. That, like, I saw this before I saw Conan or anything like that, anything in the fantasy realm, even before Willow. Uh, so it stuck with me, and uh, Mark Zinger, I think is, you know, I, I don't know, he's, I'll always know him as the Beastmaster. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's did other stuff, but 
You know, not I don't know a lot. He's done. Yeah, I, know he's, I just know him as Beachmaster. If he if he came into my house right now, I'd be like, "What are you doing here?" But other than that, I'd be like, "Hey, Beachmasters." Yeah. I, but you know, you know, as a kid, and it's crazy to say this, but it's true. I used to confuse Beastmaster with uh, uh, Clash of the Titans so much because they had some similarities, but they're not the same movie at all. Like uh, the one is uh, Ray Harryhausen's final film where he did animation, you know, like the creatures and stuff in the Clash of the Titans. Ray Harryhausen, for those that don't know, was just like master of stop motion. Um, and uh, yeah, but no, you never seen Clash of the Titans, the original? Not the original. I saw the, the remake. The remake. Which I had to go back and watch the remake, but um, but yeah, uh, that's a good one though. Beastmaster. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number three is Clue. Um, Clue is a movie that has Tim Allen, not Tim Allen, Tim Carey. <laughs> Jeez, Tim Carey. Uh, it has. Uh, oh, Tim's uh, gotten around. <laughs> uh, 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 it has uh, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd uh, Madeline Kahn, Susan Sarandon. Is, Su- Su- is that Susan Sarandon? I believe she's she very young. Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I, I was looking at her. I, I didn't know if it was Susan Sarandon, and I, I had to look back. I don't think it's Susan Sarandon. Uh, is it not? No, it, it looks does. like her. Yeah, it's uh, been a while since I've seen it. But... No, no, I don't think it is. It's this other lady, kind of looks a lot like her, but it's not her. Um, but it has like uh, it's, it's so so funny. Tim, Tim, uh, Tim Curry. I keep on saying Tim Allen, but Tim Curry is such a great, uh, great actor. Um, and he's so under underappreciated, um, as, a, as an actor. Uh, but yeah, yeah he's Clue's great. Um, he's also in Legend. He's also in. He played like the devil creature in Legend. It's crazy. That's Under one, all that makeup. One of the very few Tom Cruise films I haven't seen. You're not missing much with Tom, but Chris. Hey. <laughs> but uh, but Chris, uh, Tim Curry, yeah. Um, but um, I'm so tired of the hate on Tom. <laughs> Everywhere uh, I turn around, there's hate on Tom. But. Yeah, just I just looked, happened to look over the screen, and there was like the old Modi lady from The Shining on screen. But anyway, uh, anyway, that's my number three. It's Clue. If you haven't seen it, it's on Prime. Uh, it's so funny. It, it it's great humor, like great writing, quick wit. You know what? Uh, what are you? I'm a butler. What What do you do? I butle. It's great. It's it's great. Go ahead. Clue's a great film. Uh. It didn't make my list. I don't think it didn't. I don't think it did. Yeah, uh, it, it came in by the skin of his teeth because it was so hard compiling this list. No, I'm, it, I'm kidding you not. I got it down like if we were in the top fifty, it would have been there. Yeah, but twenty five is kind of hard. It is hard, man. You have no idea. <laughs> Imagine if it was just ten. Good lord, you're, you're still being the corners and we're shaking. Yeah, but anyway, my number two. And this hurts me to say for this. honorable mentions. Yeah, honorable mentions. Number two for me, and this truly does hurt for me to put this film there, but it is First Blood, the first Rambo. What? I'm so surprised. I know, but don't worry, Sly's gonna make my list. <laughs> I know, Sly. I have no doubt Sly's somewhere on your list. Travolta's on the list. I don't. Don't tell me. Don't. No Sly's spoilers, man. Don't spoil yourself, Brandon. But I, I do. <laughs> don't do that. But yeah, I mean, I, you should get a shirt. Spoilers. That's what I do. 
That'd be funny. Spoilers on front. That's what I do on the back. That would be so funny. Marketing for the Market Movie Podcast right now. Yeah. Uh, and but, then uh, should have the Market Movie Podcast. Like, you know, yeah, man, we should, we should have shirts. Anybody know any shirt places? Hook us up. But uh, uh, I, I love the first Rambo. I, I love the whole story. I think it's one of the best acting jobs Stallone does in his entire career, uh, other uh, than playing Rocky. I, I would say it is like his second best performance other than playing rock. It's so deep on so many levels uh, because he is a uh, Vietnam vet at that point, I think. Uh, yeah, he's just coming, coming back. back and uh, and he is trying to get amalgam like back into society and society isn't having no part of that, which it, it actually uh, shows what happened to Vietnam vets when they came back to the United States. They was called baby killers. They had uh, blood through on them and, you know, spit on and, and was disrespected because they had to partake, participate for most part in a war that they were drafted in. Some people did a list, but it's just paints a picture of that. So Rocky is Rambo. a very, yeah, Rambo, I'm sorry, <laughs> but Rocky too, but Rambo in this case is a very, uh, it's very, it's a very poignant movie. And it's very got social commentary, and you root for yeah. Rambo. Yeah, you do. And you know, uh, I do love Brian Dennehy in this movie, though, mm -hmm. as the sheriff. Like, you know, he's not really a bad guy; he's just being a prick to Rambo. Yeah, because you don't trust him. You know, he, he kind of looks at him. He's a, you know this stranger. He's a, he's a vet. You hear what? As you just explained, what they did over there. You know, you. It's got a quiet town. He yeah, and plus, older vets didn't give Vietnam vets any love because, like, if you, if someone served in Korea, they didn't get, show that much love for someone who served in Vietnam because they said that's not a real war. Korea war was a real war, you know, type of thing. Yeah. I did want to point out um, that, uh, uh, let me see, I'm trying to find him. In, oh, Marco. Marco was in that movie. I didn't even realize that. I hadn't seen Rambo in so long. I want to say, yeah, Charles Napier. Charles Napier is in Rambo. Charles Napier, for those that don't know, is from Kentucky. Did go to WKU. That's the wrong Rambo film. He's uh, in part two. First what? But he's in it, though. He, he's part of the franchise. He's part of the franchise. <laughs> Boom. We got one. We got, all right. Uh, so, Rambo. All right. That's your number two? Yeah. My number two is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh man, that was on my list. So, <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit is it didn't make my list, it made my honorable mentions because it is a revolutionary movie. Yeah. The only movie that you will ever find where Disney and Warner Brothers got along long enough to put Mickey and Bugs in the same movie to share the screen at the same time. Same, same with Donald and Daffy. You, you know, and then this a fictional Roger Rabbit was created for this film, uh, but it's so good. Uh, it's, it's so so good. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of um, the actor that plays a uh, uh, man, Bob. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah, uh, he was so good in this movie. Yeah, uh, and he. I became a fan of his in that from that film. Uh, oh well, I was already a fan of his, but he did a critic. Uh, 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 I think it's called Critical Condition or something like that. I forgot the name of it. It's got Denzel in it. It's a very early Denzel movie where he like 
dude gets Denzel's heart, and now Denzel's a I, ghost I've and, and follows him around. I hadn't seen that one. Such, such a good it. movie. Um, but yeah, and he's a racist too, so it's really funny. Uh, he's like, you can't do those type of movies no more. But Bob is a racist in that movie, and Denzel's like a black, like a drug dealer guy, and he dies. But then, like, this is not spoilers. This is the plot of the movie. And then he gets his heart, and now he sees Denzel, you know, everywhere. It's great. It's great. Uh, but that's mine. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit alone. But anyway, it's, it's crazy. She's animated, but it, I don't care. Go ahead. My number one honorable mention is one of my favorite, uh, like, romantic comedies of all time. It's just, It's just up there. There was a lot of them in the 80s. I'm guessing it. But you're guessing it. Uh, no, go ahead. I'm listening. Uh, stars Patrick Dempsey and Can't Buy Me Love. I love okay. it. Really. I okay. just, like, I remember watching it as a, I was like 12, maybe, when I first saw it. And I, it made me a Patrick Dempsey fan. And, uh, you know, uh, I can't remember her name now. But I loved her in it as well. I just, it wasn't the main girl. It was one of her friends. I want to say she was in like a Friday the 13th as well, but I may be wrong on that, but I, I love this movie. Um, the, the popular girl that's, you know, the dating the nerd at most people's lawns. I mean, it's not truly realistic that it would happen, but is she a redhead? I think so. I wonder if it's, it's, it's been, it's been a few it's years. Been, it's, yeah. I like, I'm vaguely, I remember the movie, but you know, um, I was more of a better off dead type of John Cusack yeah I'm, I'm more of a John Cusack guy but well, anyway. I mean I love Cusack too yeah. but oh, there was only a few Cusack films I saw in the 80s Cusack didn't make my list <laughs> he did not he did not make my list but uh yeah but I, I, I mean I love this movie I mean it's like I mean you know the, the towny guy that gets the popular girl I mean it's just it gives nerds like me a chance yeah, well, to believe and hope. Well, I hope I hope you do find one day your popular girl. But uh, well, she doesn't have to be popular, and I'm just saying. Yeah, she gotta be popular. But anyway, no, she doesn't. Sounds like she gotta be popular. No, she doesn't. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my number one honorable mention is The Princess Bride. It didn't make my list. It made my honorable mentions list. Uh, as you wish. I'm wearing the shirt right now. Uh, As I wish. Did I wish it? Did it come true? <laughs> well, you did. Uh, but no. Princess Bride is such a great movie. It has Fred Savage in it. Uh, I want to say it has. It, it does have Fred Savage. He's in it. He's in it. I know. <laughs> but he's not the main character. I know. It? No, he's not. But he's in it. Andre, Andre Giant is in it. Uh, uh, Mandy Patinkin. Carrie Ellis, right? Carrie Ellis is in it. Yeah, but these are people I like more than Carrie Ellis in this movie. Uh, but okay, okay. not not the not no against Carrie. I like Carrie Ellis, but you know, um, guy he just has a face you'd like to hate. Guy, uh, right? Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, he's married to like I think he's married. I want to say he's married to Jamie Lee Curtis at one point. I don't know. Uh, he was from the he was in the. Uh, not a Monty Python fame, but mm -hmm. but just a great movie, man. This movie is so good. Um, it's it's a romantic. It's not even a romantic comedy. It's like a more of a fantasy film, mm -hmm. but it has romantic elements, has comedic elements. But it's just such a great movie um, that 
and it's the only other than my dinner my dinner with andre i think I don't know. but that's i don't know if that's true but uh it's the only it's the main movie that has andre the giant in it uh that you get to see just how lovable andre was and uh, i i'm thinking about i miss andre right now and i didn't even know the guy uh but yeah i miss andre i cried when andre died i literally cried my mom i remember my mom telling me that andre giant died and i i i bawled because i was a fan of andre giant and i'm not afraid to admit that he was a giant in my life so that's good <laughs> it sounds cheesy but it's true <laughs> he was a giant in your life um, i think he's a giant in everybody's life <laughs> he was a giant pretty much everyone's yes um <laughs> as far as wrestlers dying who i cried i mean i, I macho man probably owen, owen uh chavo not chavo but eddie <laughs> i'm sorry chavo you're gonna get people saying we wish chavo died instead of eddie nobody only you just said i that. i don't wish anyone died it sounds like you do right <laughs> no i don't wish anyone you want died. a popular girl and you i don't want a popular die. girl you're taking things out of context okay okay number 25 <laughs> on this list go ahead yes um man like I don't watch much like m movies that deal with music. Like uh, I mean, I watch them. I don't watch them a lot. But this one hit me right in the spot, and it's only fitting. I'm curious. Okay. That it would have our man Bacon in it. <laughs> I know what it is. Okay. Footloose. When he's when he's at the end of the movie when he screams, "Let's dance!" <laughs> I get excited. <laughs> I can tell you get excited. Man. I love this movie. Though. I love everything about it. I love, I love John Lithgow as a, as the, the the father, the preacher. You know, when they're burning the Bibles, man, mm. just because people want to dance. Yeah. Overall, yeah, because something happened years ago in an accident. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, if I keep talking, it, I will. He will spoil it. I will. I will. Also, I'll, if you haven't seen Footloose and it came out like in the eighties. Yeah, I mean that's. Unless you're really young and you just now getting into eighties films, then yes. Yeah, I man, it's just it's like a classic movie. It, like this was probably my this is I probably watched <laughs> this excited. before Tremors and I don't know though, but this and Tremors is probably my favorite two movies of Kevin Bacon. My first uh foyer into Bacon it would be uh Flatliners. It was the first film that I remember it, but I don't. It like, wasn't the first. It's the first one I I want to. See, I mean, I remember seeing Friday Thirteenth. Um, yeah, but but watched, I was like, I watched it years after oh, the fact because like it came out what 80? 1980. and I, I think same year he did Donner. I probably seen it like in maybe eighty four, eighty five. But at that point, you know, there's other ones, so it's a that's why I mix them up a lot because. There was a lot of them in, when I was a kid that came out at that point. So I was like, I don't know. We got we got a message. Let's see who's what what they're saying. Uh, Crystal says, "Footloose, yes, love it." That's probably the voice you used too. No, no, she did. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Footloose is a great film. Um, number twenty five for me on my list is Terminator. What? <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i knew it that's why i got giddy i knew you were gonna react man terminator all right uh -uh. Mm. 
let me tell you. So Terminator. Please do. <laughs> it's an absolutely phenomenal film. It's actually got uh, the best score, uh, like on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a hundred percent both, both people, both. both. Yeah, is critics it? and it's a hundred percent. That's unheard of. It's not many of them reach a hundred, but that's that's a hundred. But and why not? James Cameron does a hell of a job. He does. He does. He does. They all do. Yeah, just everybody everybody in that movie. Uh, Arnold is great. Uh, I couldn't see no one else in that role actually. Uh, And he and actually in looking at it and because the reason why I made my list because I went back and watched it this week just in preparation to see because I remember I always remember T2. I was like have I really truly absolutely seen Terminator? And I had seen parts of it. I seen most of it. I like I seen it, but I didn't remember it. You know what I mean? And so, oh, I so, so I went back and watched it. And Terminator is actually a horror film. This is a horror film for sure. Like, um, it's man, like it's it's such a it's such a slasher. It's such a it's like and, and he's like the way he goes through and just like taking people out is just so it's, yeah. It's so it's it's terrifying. And 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 the coming back and coming back i would say that it's just man it's just i loved it but it made 25 on my list though but i loved it though it's on the list it's on the list it's on the list brandon all right all right my number 24 is this character i get compared to most curious now (laughs) i mean because a lot of people have said i'm like this character i'm just a big kid who won't grow up (laughs) i said travolta made my list Look I'm, who's talking. Oh, I was like sitting, I was sitting there yeah. thinking like, what movie is he talking about? Yeah, look who's talking. I totally relate to that character and his bond with with Mikey mm-hmm. and you know Kirstie Alexander too. And <laughs> I don't care for. Um, I don't care for her in anything she's ever done. I really don't. Not Cheers. Not look who's talking. She's also in uh, Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. So you probably ain't gonna care for that. I just don't um, care for her. I, I don't. It's I, her. I don't know if it's her voice. I, it's a, it annoys me. I just. Also, uh, in this movie is George Segal. Uh, he plays. Yeah, he yeah, plays the. He plays the uh, father of Mikey, uh, and he just passed away. Yeah. Like uh, this year was it? Yeah, it was like a few weeks back. Like, like maybe maybe a, a month, month maybe a month back but yeah god rest your soul and i pray that uh pray for your family and friends you know those that knew you i loved him on goldbergs as well it, yeah. i got excited when i saw him on goldbergs i'm like hey it's you know i just like but yeah no look who's talking's a good good pick because i know it's a good pick yeah it's, <laughs> you got Travolta, <laughs> and then you got my boy bruce you're doing bruce, the voice yeah bruce plays mikey yeah yeah but i love the character james and but yeah, I always got compared to that. Character. He was such. I don't know why though, friend. <laughs> Please explain that. I'd rather not. <laughs> I guess because he's like a big kid in an adult body. <laughs> oh, that. Okay. Yeah, he, you know he doesn't take things too serious. Yeah, which I don't either. Well, I love <laughs> how they meet. They, they, the, this is the best meeting of a of a couple in a film. Uh, like where she's just having to get his, pre- his his cab and he's she's pregnant and he's like oh you know like the line I know this city like the back of my hand you know uh, stuck yeah. with me and uh, just the movie is such a great 
great film. It's 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 great eighties, great eighties. Yeah, I also love when he's he's talking to Mikey about the mother. You know, it just that he's scene. Talked to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's talking to a toddler like like they're an actual adult mm. with him, and it just I don't know. It just I love it. And he's he's got the water bag on his head, and it just it's just it's a yeah. lovable. It, it's a overall it's a lovable yeah. movie. Yeah, he's and I hate he's, that it's getting remade. He's Mikey's dad for sure. Yeah, no, what? It's yeah. getting remade? Yeah, we talked about it. Oh, oh, I think I forget. I blocked it out mentally, but um. <laughs> All right, so that is your number twenty. That's your that's your 24. number. Yeah. All right, so my number twenty-five. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. I'm sorry. Is the never-ending story. Oh wow! So this movie, uh, Etrio, you know, Falcor. These these were like I remember as a kid, after watching this movie, going up, going outside, looking in the sky, looking for Falcor because I really wanted Falcor to come get me. Uh, I really did. It just, but I was a kid, man. I was a kid watching this movie. You see it, and you're like, man, it can happen. Let me go outside and wait for this wish dragon or whatever, uh, you know, luck dragon rather come and you know. But it's such a great movie. Is uh, this kid uh, is being bullied at school, and uh, he pretty much skips out of school but hides in the uh, in like the uh, Seller, not seller, but the uh, attic of the school reads the old book and uh, and just dives into the story and becomes a part of the story. So and, the page master ripped that off. Yeah, page master totally is a knockoff. So I don't know if I've actually seen the Never Ending Story. Never Ending Story is absolutely. Is Kevin great. Costner in one of them? No. <laughs> Why would he be? I was uh, thinking he was in one of them. No, Never Ending Story is a, is a great film. I recommend you watch it if you haven't. Children love it. Um, adults will love it too. It's not. It's like it got some hard material, like it's you know some some grown up stuff that, that happens that you got to deal with like death and things. So it's a really good movie though. Yeah, I, I'll take your word. I don't. I I remember him flying on whatever that thing yeah. was. It's a dragon. He does. Is that, is that what they call a dragon in the eighties? <laughs> well, it's a dragon in the story, Brandon. It could be a fairy dragon. Have you never seen China? China. <laughs> no, I've never been. <laughs> Who didn't want to have a luck dragon? I know I did. Thank you, Crystal. Luck this dragon. man. This man didn't know that. He didn't know that this was a dragon. It don't look like a dragon. It, it looks like a dog, don't it? Kind of in the face, but it's a dragon. It, it looks have like. You, a have you ever seen in Chinese culture? How they uh, kind of draw uh, or, or show dragons, like the kind of yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that. To that, me, it looks like a sheep with a, with a dog face. Okay, Brandon, let's move on to your list. <laughs> kind of sit here, just gonna just go ahead and just destroy and trash I'm my, not my childhood it. memories. I was waiting for Falcor. Are you gonna distract my childhood memories? Well, man, man in the ghetto just couldn't. I, nobody else can have. Everybody else can have a dragon. I can't have a dragon. You know, explain. I'm playing with him. I didn't grow up in a ghetto. All right, number twenty-three, as as you will, is uh, you, are you Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> I just want to be a common man, and I just want to be a common man. Number twenty-three for me is a Sylvester Stallone-led project. It's one of my favorite guilty pleasures. Throw mama's from Ukraine. No, uh, that's Billy Crystal and Danny DeVito. Stop wearing your mama's shoes. No, that did not make my list at all. I don't hate it though. 
But go ahead. I'm sorry. It's over the top, and I, arm wrestling. I mean, it's <laughs> arm wrestling. But what I love about this movie is the bond. <laughs> what it is arm wrestling. It is. This is somebody's arm split in that movie. Yes. Or was that? Or was that, Or was I just misremembering? No, it happened. Okay, <laughs> I remember that happening. Um, but it also happens in The Fly. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of arm splits in the eighties. Yeah, uh, but I lo- what I, the main thing I like about this movie though is the bond between Sly and the kid, Michael. Uh, and, you know, he he's a truck driver, man. Yeah, he was a truck driver. Uh, he he abandoned his family years back. He's trying to make it right. His wife is dying from cancer and in his grandfather is trying to michael's grandfather is trying to keep him from from lincoln hawk is you know why am i explaining over the top everybody knows what over the top is <laughs> but at least i hope they do but i mean i, I just love it um it, it was terry funk's in the movie yeah terry funk is in the movie yeah he gets beat down by slide then yeah. gets thrown through a door i loved it terry funk was oh you know I, i'm i'm misremembering uh <laughs> no hose barred. Uh, oh because, Lord! You know, uh, uh, I wanted that to make my list. Dude, so was a, dude was on that movie. Uh, my, my what's my dude? The uh, he's a wrestler as well. Um, I know you're talking about. Uh, man, he's known for known for the lariat. He was yeah. very brutal. He's very very much like Terry Funk. Uh, very Stan brutal. Hansen. Stan Hansen. Yeah. Stan Hansen. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so that's a good one. Over the top. Yeah. Um, good pick number. 23 for me. Meet me halfway. Love that song. <laughs> From over the top. Oh, okay. I was like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? All right. Uh, number 23 for me is The Shining by Stanley Kubert. Uh, and Stephen King, but Stephen didn't really like it. But anyway, The Shining. Oh, look. We have uh, American Werewolf in London on the screen. Uh, well, there's a documentary about horror on screen displaying 80s horror. Anyway, uh, so, this movie, The Shining, oh, what a phenomenal uh, film. It's it shot really well. Kubrick is, like, insane man when it comes to shoots, and he will have you shoot several, several times to get it. Um, we got another. She said yes. Yes. The heart. She, loves, she loves The Shining. That's good. The Shining, this film is so. Or she loves Over the Top. I doubt it. It's probably The Shining. I'm going to go over the top. We're going to go Shining. (laughs) We're going to go Shining in this. Which one got a sequel? The Shining. Over the top. Well, how many years did it take? And it took him 30 years to even write a sequel. So, But, but, hey, because we didn't have a Mike Flanagan until we got a Mike Flanagan, now we got one. I think they should have left it alone. No, no. What? What? No, they should leave over the top alone. They have. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Don't touch it. Or they maybe should touch it and make it better. No! The Shining. That's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, The Shining is such a great film. It's horror, true horror. Uh, it's, uh, man, Jack Nicholson does a great job. Uh, right. Shelley Duvall uh, mm-hmm. is good. And then the little red rum kid, he's okay. But, but yeah, but it's great, man. It's a great film. I don't want to give any spoilers. Oh, Scatman Carruthers is in this freaking movie. Man, he's Can great. Can I give a spoiler? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> don't get <laughs> I get it. No, you cannot, Brandon. You want to give spoilers. But, Brandon, go ahead and go with yours. 
Shining is a great film. I don't know. It's not a salute. I just was pointing at you. <laughs> Number 22 for me. You ready for it? I'm ready. Wow, thing. Major League. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, is was that in the 80s? I guess it yes, was. Yes, it was the 80s. It's I like mean, very tell in when it's like 88, yeah, 89. 88, 89, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's my favorite baseball movie ever made. Uh, Charlie Sheen when he was Charlie F. and Sheen. Facts. That movie is the greatest. <laughs> Tom Berenger. Well, I would argue and say Field of Dreams is the greatest baseball movie ever made. But All right, this is. But the greatest Major League baseball movie ever made. Is, is, uh, I was just going to go pure fun, but you know, you it's can go, fun. Field of Dreams is not fun. That's just a real movie. That's a real movie. It di- didn't make my list. It wasn't on my list. I took it off. Yeah, it, was, it, 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 it made around 30, 35 for me, Field of yeah. Dreams, but it didn't. I, I love of, it. But I'm, Field of Dreams, if those that haven't watched it, if you want to see pure Kevin Costner, Watch Field of Dreams. Also, you got uh, young Ray James, James Earl Jones, the yes. young Ray Liotta. You got Darth Vader in there. Yeah, it's just a great, uh, great film. Who plays uh, Kevin's wife? She's actually an actress. That I, I just can't think of it. I can't think of her name. I'm pretty sure they're all actors, Aaron. <laughs> but or you got to, you got to have SAG, right? But anyway, but uh, I can't think of her name. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's, it's a good movie, man. But, if you haven't seen it, it's it's about connecting with family. Through a pastime that you know is baseball, but it's it's on a deeper level. Man, it's such a great movie. <laughs> I want to watch Field of Dreams now. <laughs> such a good. It's movie. so good. I thought I picked Major League, but <laughs> oh yeah, Major League. Yeah, my bad. I digress. But he went let's, straight let's into get, Field of Dreams. Let's go back to Major League. So, oh, it had the dude from Allstate. He's in Major League. President Palmer. Yeah. 24. Yeah. That David Haysbert. I'm going to always check out. I'll stay he was there. in one of the Lonesome Dove films. Uh, <laughs> Any series. Uh, uh, it also has Wesley, uh, Wesley Snipes. Snipes. James Cameron. Uh, yep. Willie Mays, right? Willie Mays. Willie Mays, Hayes, right? Yeah, Willie Mays Hayes. Then they replaced him with Omar Epps. Nobody. Why are you? Come on. Omar well, Epps Because Wesley got big. That's, that's exactly that's why. That's true. That's true. They weren't going to pay him that like, money. I want to say Wesley got because before this, Wesley was still that guy that just would show up in things. But uh, after Denzel's this, friend. after this, uh, after after Major League, and he ro- got the role in uh, um, he got the role in uh, no New Jack City. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah, New Jack City is his breakthrough performance. I didn't like Brown. It. But it's it got him big. It got him to the I next level. It got him to a point where he can later on be Blade. It got him there. Oh, well, yeah. Patrick 57. I did like Sugar um, Hill, though. Yeah, the Murder at 1600. Oh, yeah, Murder 1600. Yeah. Diane Lane. Yeah. Ooh, yes. It, Wesley's <laughs> in there, too, right? That's Wesley, a, right? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. James Cromwell. It, it has a, an all-star cast. Yeah, a money train later on with old Woody. Don't buddy. forget White Men Can't Jump. White Men Can't Jump. Uh, I would say White Men Can't Jump would be the movie that probably, I don't know if he was as big yet in that. Like, like, cause it was really, it was the breakthrough. It was sure really. It wasn't Mo Better Blues. That was Denzel. Was Snipes is in it too? I felt, I thought. Really? Places, places, buddy. We we had, I had to go back. And That's watch why it. I just called him his buddy. Oh. Back then he was. I have Denzel's NLD. Buddy. You got to make a blame for me. I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> but all right. That's why we're here. 
But all right, so I'm sorry, Major League. Anything Major. else you want to say about Major League? Charlie Sheen was great as well. Charlie, it it wild introduced thing. me to Wild Thing. And when 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 he comes out, like when he comes out with his glasses on, they oh, open yeah. up the you know, and then go through. I was like, oh man, it just gets you hyped, man. Yes, it's a good movie. It, it, I know. That's why you chose it, right? That's why I chose it. Number twenty-two for me. National Lampoon's Vacation. Oh, Chevy Chase. Chevy. Chevy. Beverly also, Angela. yeah, I think uh, uh, um, it's the one that has um, Anthony, Michael Anthony Michael Hall as. I Russ. can read your mind, man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> We've been together for so long, but yeah, um, but yeah, this movie is so great, and it has my dude John Candy in it. He shows up. Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid shows up. Yeah, it's such a that scene where she's like uh, the girl is uh, mixing the Kool Aid with her hand, and then like he's a she she's like my daddy says I'm a good kisser. <laughs> it's just so weird, such a weird movie. They didn't that you can tell they didn't think that this was just, this is gonna be the end of this movie, and we're not gonna do it anymore. But it took off and became such a hit. Uh, arguably the best one out of it. After that, it would be uh, Christmas Vacation for me. Uh, not European vacation. I have never seen European or Vegas vacation. Yeah, those were not as good. Uh, but but they are all canon with the other vacation film with uh, the the dude from uh, Andy from uh, The Office. Yeah, I've seen that one too. They're, they're all vacations. They're, they're all canon. They're all in the same film. But film my favorite would be Christmas. Uh, I just overall love that. It's a, it's a fun one. It almost made my list, but I can't go past the first vacation man it was such a great movie i agree it's it's great yeah they, they dragged the dog oh my gosh it's so terrible but yeah good movie um go ahead brandon number 21 uh gremlins um i know you expect it to be higher up or lower <laughs> but i mean gremlins you know it introduces us to little gizmo and the other gremlins, you know, the whole story is just. You all right, man? Yeah, the, <laughs> the dog, whole story. Dog's looking at me. It's just, it's, it's nothing but 80s. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's the best, you know, out of the 80s. I mean, with these characters and the, these little creatures. I mean, you just want to hug Gizmo. And you just, you want to play with Gizmo. You want a Gizmo, but you know that he's too much responsibility, and you'll probably kill everybody in town. Well, that's the chances you take. <laughs> to have a Gizmo. <laughs> have a Gizmo. It's worth it, right? It could be, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I love that movie though. I mean, uh, do you consider it a Christmas movie? I do, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's always the question. It's like kind of like Die Hard. I don't consider Die Hard a Christmas movie, but I do consider Gremlins a Christmas movie. All right, we'll talk about it. So is that what you guys say on Gremlins? Uh, yeah. Let me let me speak. Uh, no, I, I, got, sure I got I got I got it on my. I'm list. sure it's like top five for you. All right, so. Number 21 for me. I don't know my voice cracked. Brandon and I didn't mention this. Poltergeist. Uh, Poltergeist made my list um, for pretty much the same reason Brandon stated. Uh, it's just great, great cast. Uh, little Heather Rourke was uh, good as uh, as Caroline. Um, it just was freaky. The clown scene freaked me out as a kid. Um, and later on, going back and watching it and seeing like the uh, Seeing the uh, scene with the guy with eating the chicken, and then next thing you know, and it well, the food's crawling against the on the thing. It's just like 
Do you have like chips in your pocket, bro? I don't have anything. <laughs> My dog is like going hit ham on uh Brandon there. All right, let's see. Crystal says, "Oh, it was a cute movie." Um, what movie was? What do you think it was? What were you talking about? Gremlins, probably Gremlins. That's cute. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. You and the creatures that morph into like demons. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Um, all right, so yeah, let me uh remove the comment there. There you go. But <clears throat> no, uh, Poltergeist, great film. Uh. Yes, it's Toby Hooper, but Spielberg had his little say in it. But Toby, Toby is a fun, like whenever Spielberg's involved, it's just overwhelmingly feels Spielberg, no matter what. Toby probably had most hands in and directed it and did his thing, but it felt Spielberg. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I do. I said it. <laughs> you know, it, it felt more like a Spielberg production than mm -hmm. a Toby H uh, Hooper, Hooper film. But yeah. For those that don't know, Toby did uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's what he's known for. So. That's about it. Yeah. That's no, he's known for he, more. He, but, he, he did some more things, but that's it's, that is that's, amazing. That's like Sean Con uh, Sean, not Sean Connery, but uh, Sean, uh, the dude that did Friday Thirteenth. I can't even think of his name. Oh. That is the only thing. Yeah, like that's Sean is kind of him. Mm -hmm. He lives off Jason. Yeah, boy, don't. I mean, literally, he lives <clears> off <throat> that, you know, that that brand, and I hate him for it because <laughs> he wow. did nothing else. Well, he just like, oh, this guy just makes money for me. I'm gonna just. Well, I mean, that's what you can do when you like. Also, you can be creative. John, 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 I love you, John Carpenter, but he pretty much did that with Halloween. After the first but one, he he's did like, other stuff. Yeah. West Craven did other stuff. I, finished, I see what you're saying. So, not only because John is making money off of Halloween, but he said, hey, I have the thing and I have the fog and I have Christine and I have other things. But they you were know? also more uh, more talented than Sean Cunningham. Facts. All right. I'm not arguing with that. What's your next <laughs> one? You're not wrong. <laughs> my next movie, number 20, for me is uh, it's one of my favorite martial arts films. Um, I believe uh, Eric Roberts gives the performance of his career. Oh, I know what it is. Okay, go ahead. Um, Philip Reese in it, uh, James Earl Jones, um, Chris Penn. I mean, it, it really is a great film about martial arts. Uh, best of the best. Mm -hmm. Like, the sequels suck, yeah. but <laughs> that first film, that first film was a legit film that dealt with martial arts and uh very good oh man eric roberts i didn't realize it in the 80s man yeah. that was so good uh, i don't i've never seen eric roberts perform better in that movie no, he was a he was he was at his best in that movie yeah, when he separates his shoulder you feel it i yeah. mean i remember when i first watched it i'm bawling because i see how much pain he's in he's like you know he's telling him to separate it you know to pull it you know and he's oh his son's in a wheelchair he got ran over He's, he's there watching it. It's just, it's so emotional. And Philip Reese's character, his brother died by the person he's fighting at the in the beginning. It, so it's, he's about revenge. It's got a revenge story. That's like Team USA. Are they facing Korea? Yeah, they face Korea. Yeah, because Korea is the one that killed his brother. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's it's just a really good martial arts film. But uh, if you haven't seen it, I won't spoil anymore. Yeah, every the, check it out the, if you can find it though. It's, the it's, thing it's, about that movie is everybody that's on Team USA, because uh, it's 
was it take it's taekwondo i think is what they're doing yeah um so because it's korea and they, they know for taekwondo so uh everything everybody on team usa is uh, distinctively different yes they, they have all different personalities but they mesh together well um chris penn is probably at his best in that movie yeah, I always wonder what happened to him as he's an actor. He's dead, but other than no, that, he's, he's not dead. I'm pretty sure Chris Penn's dead. No, he's alive. I'm pretty sure the man died a couple of years ago. No, he's still alive. How you know this? I'm pretty sure he's he dead. He just he just does terrible movies now. But uh, no, Eric Roberts still alive. He's, he does terrible movies too. <laughs> he said Chris Penn is dead. I think. I don't think so. I think Chris is still kicking. I think Chris Penn was an American actor. Died 2006. He died? Chris is dead, man. I didn't know this that. last movie that he did was uh, man, I, I, it was it was like Rush Hour because it was the first Rush Hour film. Uh, I'm sad now. Yeah, I'm sorry to <laughs> ruin your day, but Chris Penn is dead. Man, that's <laughs> gonna be the name of a book. Chris Penn is dead. <laughs> I'm not making light of him dying. But you know, you didn't know Chris is dead. I did not know that he died. Yeah, he's been I mean, dead I'm, for several years, Brandon. I'm sad about it now. Yeah, he was working up until he died, man. He's trying over here making light of it, trying to get me to cry on the podcast. Well, darn uh, you, Aaron. Darn you. Sometimes you got to pin your heart to some stuff, Brandon. I was playing. I'm so sorry. I love the movie more now. Oh, oh, this is real. This, <laughs> this is real emotion. I thought he was joking. He's about to cry. You okay? I'm fine. This is... <laughs> <laughs> He's about to cry. I'm so sorry. Give me your number 20. All right. My number 20 is <clears throat> Batteries Not Included. Spielberg film. Steven Spielberg. Oh, and she's dead for sure, but she's great. Jessica Tandy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Jessica Tandy was in this movie. Uh, oh, this movie is about like this, uh, these people that live in this apartment uh, building in New York. And um, there was a really popular apartment for his day. And his, uh, his, his husband and wife owned uh, the, the Rileys. They owned a, uh, you know, a cafe that they served and people came. But then over the years, the building has become uh, dilapidated. Is that the word? What was it? Dilapidated. I'll go with it. I feel like it's right, but I also feel like it's wrong. But yeah, the building becomes a mess essentially, and and the, the this big evil corporate guy is trying to come in to buy it up, to destroy it, and build condos. You know, which rich people like to do. You know, and so they're trying to get people in this house to sell and move. But there's a few tenants that haven't moved or don't want to sell because uh, they, you know, they want to stay there. And and uh, and these gang comes through to destroy it. But what happens is these little alien spacecrafts come in and help rebuild and repair things and get it up and swinging. And it's such a great, it has so heart, so much heart, such a great little movie. Um, and it is, like I said, it's a Spielberg film. And it feels like a Spielberg film. It has that. It just see, Spielberg is on my list a lot, guys. So, buckle in for that. But uh, yeah, absolutely love this movie. Uh, Jessica Tandy, it gives an out outstanding performance. Uh, she was one of my favorite actresses. Uh, she passed away, I would say, in the '90s. 
but yeah, Jessica Tandy was uh, such a great actress. Um, yeah, I heard that too. Did you hear that? Come. He, he shot up like, what was that? But anyway, go ahead, Brandon. Uh, I just want to say <laughs> I'm glad Chris Penn made my list twice. Best of the best and uh, Footloose. So. But I'll go with... Uh, he wasn't Footloose. Yes, I forgot about that. He was, he was Bacon's friend. <laughs> my God, Brandon. I'm sorry to uh, take you there. Did I just kill you, Joy? Yeah, I think that's all he's in for me. Uh, yeah, I'm a little shaken up about it. But <laughs> number 19, um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I had to get Rick Moranis in here. He'll lift me get up. Um, I love this movie, though. I mean, I'm sure it's on your list. I mean, yeah. But number 19 for me, uh, it's Rick at his finest. Um, he shrinks his kids. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Like social <laughs> services would be in play. But, I mean, it's just such a heartwarming, fun film. Or Disney, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if Disney did it or they just ended up getting the rights to it's, it. I think it's Disney. It's always been a Disney film. Well, that makes sense. I think the first Rick Moranis sequel, and Disney sequel just go became sequel was I want to say direct to DVD or direct to video then because there was no such thing as DVD. Oh uh, no, no, not 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 that one. Honey, I blew up the kid. Went to the theater. No, but I didn't really like that one. Honey, uh, uh, honey, uh, no, honey, I blew up the kids was great. Honey, I, we shrunk ourselves. Was not as good. Yeah, that one went straight to video. Yeah. Kind of like, look who's talking now. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I was always a big fan of these films and just seeing Rick in anything. I mean, he was just, he just warmed your heart. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead because I'm, 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 I'm not right right now. <laughs> number 19 will get you right. For me, number 19 is Ghostbusters. Mm-mm. Too soon? And make my list. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> uh, Ghostbusters for me. But I bought it today. <laughs> good, goodbye. Uh, I, I have it up there somewhere. But anyway, Ghostbusters uh, for me is a uh, it's Bill Murray at his best, uh, Harold Ramis at his best, uh, Dan Aykroyd at his best, uh, Ernie Hudson. Uh, you know, man, did I forget one? And then Rick Moranis, of course, and then. Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver. Uh, just the the cast is great, and then Amy Potts, um, Annie Annie Potts. I'm sorry, she's from Franklin. I should know that, but anyway, uh, Annie Potts. She's great in it as well. Everybody's so good in this movie. Yeah, I was actually talking to a girl uh, at Half Price Bookstore about Ghostbusters and Willow, and I don't know. It's just weird. <laughs> really? Like, did y'all hit it out? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but all right. <laughs> anyway, so. Uh, yeah, um, I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> you did it. You know, right in there. I well, you just it. brought up Ghostbusters. It just made me think of it. You know. Yeah. You just, but the emphasis is hanging Jason on. Jason likes tattoos, though. I will Ooh. say that. Half right foot here in Bolivia. I really shouldn't say anything else. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, no, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters is such a good movie. Rick Moranis uh, is a lovable neighbor, that, but you can also see how he is irritating. Uh, but the scene with him being chased that is hard. I always felt so bad when he got attacked by the demon dog and became a demon. But I always felt bad for him. <laughs> I really did. But uh, you know, yes, please. You know, he's so good in that movie. Oh, man. But yeah, Ghostbusters doesn't make it lower on my list, but it made the 19th spot. 
Brandon. Eighteen for me is uh, I'll make you famous with Billy the Kid and Doc and oh, uh, it was Chavez. It. I took it off. Go ahead. Young Guns. You took it off. I took it off. Man, I took it on. <laughs> How could I not? It's, it's been Emilio. My, it's Emilio. It. It's been my favorite Western since I Blue was. Blue Diamond. Blue Diamond Phillips. Charlie Sheen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Charlie. Bring drugs. Before drugs. Well, maybe. Before no. really affected by drugs. Yeah, he wasn't. I would say this is pr probably for drugs, too. I mean, he wasn't yeah. a big star then. Mm. I mean, he was. He was in Paris. Semi, Jewish. but he wasn't. This, this came out like 88, 87, 88. Was I, he? I feel like this is late 80s. Maybe it is. Uh, but I, I loved Young Guns. I mean, just. Don't be shy. Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. You're being shy, Brandon. I'm being shy. Yeah. I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. If you hear a stop and comment, somebody writes a comment, guys. This is for our anchor audience that don't have visuals. Somebody might write a comment and we'll com comment on it. But uh, go ahead. Continue. But with yeah, young guy. To see if anybody say anything on Facebook. No, they ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Young Guns was just—it was an excellent, fun popcorn western with, uh, you know, Billy the Kid and his gang getting revenge mm -hmm. on Murphy for killing Tunstall. Um, but I love Emilio and like he is the best Billy the Kid there's ever been. I, I would love to hear someone challenge me on this, Aaron. No, I, I have no <laughs> challenge for you. Actually, I believe Billy the Kid, uh, uh, Emilio is by far the best. Like uh, I've never, I've not seen one person even come close. Now, obviously, I haven't seen the older westerns, you know, but uh, I, I truly have not. Even Rob Lowe is Jesse James is my favorite portrayal as Jesse. Like when Brad Pitt played it, mm -hmm. it, I thought it was awful. I thought that movie was bad, and like it was, it was dull, you know. Rob Lowe and Bill Paxton. I like, I like Brad as Jesse, but uh, but yeah, no, I've yet to see anyone like okay. Emilio don't really look like Billy the Kid. No, but but he had the spirit of Billy, uh, and and he made Billy more of a, a, a folk hero than uh, he really was in real life. Billy the Kid was pre pretty dastardly, but you know, but he but in this movie, you know, it's really good. It just and then it's spun a sequel of uh, Young Guns too, which, which is not a bad movie. It's not bad, you know. Uh, most of the gang returns. Uh, they also, killed, they killed Doc though. Yeah. Um, now, Young Guns 3 is coming. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, don't I think they did, uh, did they change uh, Pat Garrett character? Yeah. They changed uh, Pat Garrett in the sequel. William Pearson yeah. plays him. He, I mean, they got a nobody to play him in the first one, so I yeah. understand that. Yeah, well, it's more important role in part two. Yes. Because we know what happens. Yes. Pat Garrett kills Billy. Allegedly. I, you know what? Yeah, allegedly. But, but I would did. say. He, he died. Well, I mean. We New Mexico. He's we, dead. we don't know. We weren't there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, we I wasn't there. Uh, but I would say William Peterson uh, probably played him. I love Ethan Hawke as Pat Garrett and that the boy, the, the, the kid. The kid. Yeah. But I, I have to say Peterson played him the best. Yeah, I haven't watched that film. I need to check that out. It's good. Chris Pond's in it. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on my list to watch. Um, I mean, it's not bad. I mean, he's just not. I mean, it's not Young Guns. One or two. Yeah. My number for those that are just tuning in, if you are, uh, we're doing our top 25 movies of the our favorite movies. Might not be your favorite, but it's what we consider our favorites. But number 
18 for me is Superman 2. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh. So Superman 2 is uh it has an epic fight scene between him and Zod. Um it's just and I remember the colors, man. Like there's a big Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola's product place all in that movie. But I think he throws Superman through a Coca-Cola truck. I'm pretty sure there's a billboard somewhere. But just remember how vibrant the reds look and stuff like that in the movie. And so it was such a good, good film uh, to to watch. To and it made me a Superman film a fan. And more importantly, it made me a fan of Christopher Reeves. Um, and so you know, now I kind of kept that love for Christopher Reeves up until his he died. So, but yeah. And Chris Reeves also shows up in Smallville, uh, for those who didn't know. I um, didn't know. Were you planning to watch Smallville? I, I recently bought them all, so yeah. That ruined it for you? He just shows up, right? He just shows up. <laughs> no, it's not ruining me. Okay. It's kind of a markout moment, right? Yeah, hell yeah. It's, it's freaking Chris Reeves. <laughs> Man, you mark out for Chris Reeves. Um, but anyway, uh, but yeah, that's my number 18. 18. My number 17 is a Spielberg film. We recently reviewed it on here in the podcast. E.T. I don't need to say anything. You You're know what I mean? Go ahead. <laughs> Brandon got quiet and gave me such a death stare. Didn't even make his list. E.T. phone home. It didn't I phone mean, home to me. We just reviewed it. It gave I it five it. stars. I it. movie, but just it wasn't on my list. Though. Man, it's one of his best. How does it not make your list? Tell me why you like why I made your list, Brandon. You had over six hundred, so tell me why this. One <laughs> I had three hundred and one. <laughs> Honestly, I think it, it's probably the only Spielberg film that did make my list that he actually directed. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. You ain't gotta look at it right now. Just tell me why this uh, one made your list, Brandon. Tell <laughs> why this one made your list. I just, I mean, uh, it made my list because of the the bond between E.T. and Elliot. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's before Goonies and it inspired Goonies. I mean. Goonies made my list. It's higher, but you know. But yeah. I, I, I love the Bond. I love the camera shots. I love the town. I, I just love the film, Aaron. It's a great film. And it didn't make your list. Yeah, but it didn't make my list. Uh, Hit me with your number seventeen. Number seventeen for me made my list, obviously. Um, and it is uh, number seventeen Ooh. is Stand by Me, Rob didn't, Reiner film. Didn't make my list. See, Corey Feldman. It's a it's River a Phoenix, it's right? a Stephen King it adapted story. I haven't even read it. That Robert Ra Rob Reiner right. did direct it. Rob Reiner is we just seen him recently in um no we didn't because uh, he seems like he's using everything. He's because he's an actor and a director as well. I but, watched him recently and uh, no I don't think I did. But when you see Rob Reiner's face, you know you know yeah Rob he's, Reiner. Uh, he's uh, sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, he's asleep. He's he's very he's always balding guy. He was in uh he was in um I forgot uh Bye Bye Love I think yes yeah um but yeah you remember him yeah I, yeah I watched it last year yeah uh, but um but yeah uh Rob Reiner love the song too. The, the movie Stand by Me it has uh, uh Will Wheaton uh Corey Feldman uh it has River Phoenix too River Phoenix it has Keith uh, Sutherland, yeah. John Cusack. Cusack made your list. Cusack did make my list. He's not important, but, but he's just bar list. barely in the movie. But yeah, but he's there. But uh, also, dude, uh, Jay Jay O'Connor, he's in it as the fat kid. That's right. He was overweight. Yeah, and he, he loses his weight because he's now I recently watched to, 
him in a movie. remains famous, so, you know. Yeah, I recently watched Good a movie you, with, buddy. with him and Sam Elliott. Good heartfelt movie. Stand by me. I assume that's what you mean. Because, what was yours? Because it can go either way. What was it? Uh, E.T. E.T. Oh, it could go either way. I don't know which one you mean, Crystal. So, we're going to believe you mean Stand By Me. But you probably mean you probably mean E.T. It's probably for Brandon. I would say E.T. is more of a heartfelt film than Stand By Me. But... She just said, yep. Yeah. We need answers, Crystal. <laughs> Not yet. But, uh, but yeah, so, oh, here you go. She's so fast. She's on it. All right. Stand by me. Oh. So for the world to see, she meant stand by me. Shocking. Such a great movie. Plus, it has a great song. Um by Benny King. But yeah, the, the movie is such a great coming of age. When I think of a coming of age story, yep. that was that it's like a summer film, like in the summer, these friends, they go on this last hurrah. Somebody named Christy messaged you. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> is it the tattoo lady at Half Price Books, Brandon? No, it's not. But people are going to go there and they start saying something. Yeah, tattoo lady. <laughs> but anyway, she have a tune in. She's going to be featured heavily on this podcast. And stuff. <laughs> but anyway. Well, I didn't know when I was going to go there. I was going to be featuring anybody. But you now you can't go back. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, so no, Stand by Me is a great coming of age story. We'll have questions later. And uh, and they and you know about friendship and what they go through and the innocence of hey, y'all want to go on this adventure to find this kid, you know, but don't know. But then they grow up on that adventure. It's such a it's a great movie. Uh, that's why it made my list. Stand by Me. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Number sixteen for me. Uh... I think it's like the first horror film <clears throat> on your list. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Well, Poltergeist. guys. Uh, but the first natural horror film, uh, and I consider this the best slasher of the 80s. Uh, yeah, I know where you're going. <laughs> and I'm not a typical fan of his. Uh, and Jason did not make my list. And everybody knows I love Jason, but his movies, although they're fun, they're not. This is a real horror film. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. And I just insulted my boy. But <laughs> but anyway, Nightmare on Elm Street changed the game. Wes Craven changed. I mean, he just changed everything in the, in the 80s and the 90s. Oh, there's Tom Atkins. Love Tom. He's a great guy. You should meet him sometime. <laughs> I would love to. He, uh, he is. I want him on our podcast. But I promoted a, a, a screenplay <laughs> that I wrote once when I met him called In the Wilderness. And he said, give me a call. I'll do it. <laughs> I never gave him a call. <laughs> he uh, said he was looking for her. <laughs> that's great, great, Sam. All right, but, go ahead. I'm sorry. But yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, <coughs> Johnny Depp, uh, was Heather Langenkamp. Yeah, um, Robert England's Freddy. I mean, the whole story of him terrorizing these kids in their dreams is just amazing. It just, it was so original, and it's Crystal's favorite horror film. Uh, <laughs> It, it's truly, I would say, like, arguably, you could say this is the best horror film of the 80s. Yeah. Arguably. I mean, I got a little, yeah, no, I got yeah, a little more no, ahead of it. No, yeah, you, you, you can, can argue, argue it. it. You can argue it. And you you wouldn't be wrong in arguing it. But the bit scene with Johnny, oh, man, it's, it's great. that the whole, well, still the, has not been topped, well, in, my, in my opinion. To me, death the death scene with, uh, um, uh, I forget her name now. It's um, Tina. Tina. 
Yeah, with Tina is great too. It's great. It's a oh man, so great. And just like the way that that uh, I'm going to talk about because it's on my list. I'm 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 going to save mine for mine. Go ahead. So number sixteen for me is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, that was on my list, but I had to take it off. Bill and Ted, uh, early Keanu Reeves, and then uh, uh, Winters. He's on my list. Yeah, I know he is. <laughs> uh, there's only one or two places that got to land on your list in the 80s. Uh, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, so Alex Winters, yeah, there it is. But anyway, uh, Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure, is so, so outlandish, the concept of two – Stoners essentially, uh, who traveled through time uh, for the history project. Because if they fail their history project, then the world as we know it will affect the future. Because wild stallions won't get together and their music won't change and and create this you utopia. You know, it seems to be the plot of all their movies. I haven't seen uh, uh, <laughs> Face the Music. Well, actually, I don't remember the plot for the second one, but the third one is. It's very similar. It's I like the it. The second one essentially is they uh, so d- the dude I forget his name, but anyway, he creates these robot yeah I didn't faux like Bill and Ted to uh, evil Bill and Ted to kill them and then act like them and break up Wild Stallion so that it will then affect it's Terminator essentially <laughs> so that it will affect the future, uh, but it's not as good. And because you know, I didn't, I didn't like it as much. I mean, though, I did like that them introducing death in it, uh, and death was a lovable character in that movie. But I just don't like, I don't like the movie in itself. I just thought, although it had a lot of surrealism, like the angles and stuff, especially in the hell scenes, the you know, the outlandish like Beetlejuice type of style. It didn't make my list either. I'm sorry, but and I wish it, it was on there. But I took it off. I love Beetlejuice. But anyway. It has that type of uh, type of surrealism, and uh, and but it's not as good as the first one. The first one, Bill and Ted: Excellent Adventure, is just an excellent adventure. It's fun, it is. It's and, an and that was a fun Billy the Kid too. It wasn't no Emilio, but he was a fun Billy the Kid. Genghis Khan, uh, Napoleon Bonaparte. You know, it's just it's just really fun. Sigmund Freud, uh, um, uh, Socrates. Socrates, because they keep calling Socrates. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do this, and 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 also Abraham Lincoln, and then which was a really good looking Abraham Lincoln, which you know, and then I'm just now. Was I'm he just attractive? No, just like he looks like Abraham. He 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 look. They got a really good likeness no, of Abraham. I feel you. Which I'm judging from pictures. I didn't know the man personally. All I knew is he freed some folks. But anyway, um. <laughs> All right, anyway, all right. Let me see what's going on. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and hit you. Let's see. Crystal says, "Only movie to give me nightmares as a kid. I imagine is Nightmare on M Street." Well, hopefully, it's not Bill and Ted. That's like the picture. It could be. Um, it number could be. number fourteen for me. Um, it. Hang on. No, fifteen. Are we on fifteen? Yes, fifteen. All right. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, it's my favorite it's Indiana. Like you said Doom, but yeah. Temple of Doom. I know, I heard it. <laughs> it's my favorite Indiana Jones film. Uh, I love the the kid from Goonies in it. Uh, Data, uh, even though he's not Data here, but he's yeah, the, the, you yeah, could say he is. Uh, but I, I love the the darkness of this picture. 
it's fun, but it's it's dark too. And I, I, overall, I just I really had a blast with it. I love the big the big ball that's coming at them, and I just you know. And they, you like big balls coming in? Not usually, but you know, sometimes maybe. <laughs> twenty dollars, twenty dollars, Brandon. I hear that a lot lately. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I got to keep up with the comments. All right, my bad. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, no, Indiana Jones didn't make my list. Uh, None of them. I love them, but no, they didn't. Uh, it was a good movie though. Yeah. Um, and that's a Spielberg film. Yeah. It Spielberg made well, it. Actually, it is Spielberg. And it's Spielberg, it's Spielberg, but Lucas wrote. Lucas wrote it. But um, I prefer his writing on Indiana Jones and Star Wars. Yeah, I mean Indiana Jones is fun. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't say Star Wars wasn't fun. Everybody, but, it, but the, Indiana Jones is more fun than Star Wars. If you think of the original, oh, you're gonna get a lot of hate. That's on that fine one. if I do, but it's, it's, I'm not lying about it. You know, uh, but <laughs> prove me wrong. The earliest Star Wars is pretty pretty slow, slow paced, and it it doesn't really pick up until like, you know, when Vader comes on and stuff like that. Man, part two, well, technically now it's like part, part five. five. Yeah, it picks up and then six picks up. But no, let's be real. The earliest Star Star Wars isn't as fun as the early Indiana Jones. I didn't say a word. About Come at me. <laughs> Come at me. I'm okay with that. All right. Um, number 15 for me is Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, they wanted to, to make it, but I just like, no, you're not there yet. Uh, Revenge <laughs> of the Nerds, uh, man, it's just, it's, it is the most 80s movie that I could think of. Um, it's got Michael Jackson featured heavily in it, and music-wise, it has uh, great characters, uh, David Carradine, no, no, John. Uh, John, John Carradine, also related to David, also related right. to Martha Pink, Flintin. they're all related, they're all a big family, <clears throat> but, um, but yeah, it's just, and then, uh, uh, Bernie Casey, he's in it, is, uh, U.S., uh, not U.S., but, uh, U.N., uh, U.S. The guy from ER is in it, right? Yep. He's, like, one of the leads. Mm -hmm. I always forget his name. Was he in the Waltons as well? I, no, he wasn't, that's not the same guy. Huh. But um, but no, it's such a good movie. Uh, it's about for just general plot. Nerds go into this college, and they get uh they get bullied by the alpha alpha betas, and um end up was forced off campus because their their home was burnt up and this well no the alphas burnt their house down. Then they was then they kicked the nerds out of their home on their dorm yeah. their housing. And so they had to find housing, and they found this old, decrepit house, and they repainted it and rebuilt it and made it the Lambda 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 house, and and become freaking famous. I love the movie, man. It's just such a great movie, even though it has some questionable stuff, Me Too stuff that you can't do these days. But you know, yeah. But yeah, it's such a good movie, though. Leave it to you to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring up crazy stuff, man. All right, but yeah, Revenge of the Nerds, you should check it out. You're okay with missing the rest of the movies. Also, you know what was on my list and I took it off? It's Police Academy. I like it, but it just there's other things I like more than it. But yeah, Revenge of the Nerds, check out the first one. Pass the rest of them. You're okay. Nobody cares about the rest of them. Just the first one is the only one that counts. That's why I haven't bought the whole series. 
because I only really would want the first one. I understand. Yeah, just I, I pretend I like the rest of them don't even exist as well, but I didn't like three or four. <clears throat> I think they did a fifth, but I never watched it. I, what I didn't like about the second one is like the dude from ER was an, isn't in it. I think he maybe is in it at one point in like a small cameo. Yeah. But at this point, he was in ER. I think. So he's like too big to be. In this and I think the other guy didn't come back for the other sequels. Maybe he did, but no. I think he comes back later on. I think it mainly the rest of them follows like Booger and, uh, you know, they they replaced the Wormsworth um, kid from the first movie with another actor. And back then, the 80s, watching movies when they replaced actors, it was weird for me. I didn't understand it. Yeah, how how was your response? And well, I didn't watch them till like like just now, just those movies, Brandon. I'm talking about like in general. So if you seen a movie and they had the first movie had this person playing this person. So for instance, uh, in uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part, maybe four, they had different or four, uh-huh. five had a different Tommy Jarvis than six. Is yeah. it right? Yeah. So yeah, I like to think. Part five never happened. <laughs> yeah, like five. Well, they, they, they do too, so, you know. Yeah, it's fake Jason, right? It's fake Jason. <laughs> Which, hey. That's not uh, why I don't like the Other movie than or, the fake Jason, it wasn't a bad movie. Uh, as far as, like, the kills. No, I think it's a, uh, I actually, I think the fake Jason aspect to it, Roy, is, is pretty cool. I like, yes, I know. I Roy's getting it. a lot more love. I think the movie's getting more love now. Uh, like, like Halloween three is now, you know, like yeah. the movies that people, the the bastard of the franchises. I like Friday Five better than Halloween three though, because at least it's there still is still canon. In yeah, sense. there is a killer out there, you know. It's, you're not tricking people with masks, you know. It, it, I don't I don't care for Halloween three all that much. It's not that it's a bad movie; it's a fine Halloween movie, mm-hmm. but it's not Halloween. If you know what I mean, it's yeah, it's a yeah. Halloween themed movie, but it's mm-hmm. fine for that. Well, but Carpenter, Carpenter well, I know Carpenter had a lot to do with yeah, it. Well, Carpenter said, well, Tommy, Tommy, uh, Tommy Wallace directed Halloween three, uh, who's also from Bowling Green represent. Uh, but anyway, uh, Tommy Wallace, oh, D D Wallace, I love D. But anyway, uh, if I if I, you hear me stop and look at the screen because we're watching like this '80s horror documentary. And characters pop up on the screen every now and then, and D. Wallace just happened to be one of them. But anyway, who was '80s mom? But all right. Uh, but Tommy, Tom, Tommy Wallace, Tom Wallace did it, and um, and John was like, "There's no more story to tell. Why don't we do an anthology thing with Halloween?" But obviously, people was like, "No, we want Michael," and so that's why Michael is still alive today. And he says, Tom, uh, uh, John says actually in this documentary we're watching. He says he feels that uh, that guy's a sweet guy. I know him, uh, Cecil. Um, but he says I feel that there's no that there wasn't no original story until 2018's Halloween. So he says he he believes the Halloween and then Halloween 2018 are what he considers the official Halloween films. Which I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. As far as original story, I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much they're they're the stories get recycled, but that is slasher films in general that have franchises. I mean, they get recycled. It's it's a it's like a continuation of the first movie. It's really well, what it is. Well, the first one to really kind of break that cycle, well, maybe not the first one, the one that really broke that cycle, in my opinion, would have been uh, 
uh, uh, Chow's play because uh, with Chucky, yeah. it, it was getting boring. Like three is pretty bad, um, and then then there's like you know let's switch it up a little bit and do the ride of Chucky and just took it to a different direction with it, and it just made it a refresh. It made it a fresh. And then, then Siege went in another direction and ruined it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but and anyway. Sadly, Chucky has not recovered. Like, yeah, no. Like, like theatrically, he oh, hasn't, he hasn't been back John. since. Yeah, John Carpenter. My dude. Uh, number 14 for me, though, is uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> Divinity. <laughs> you know, I, I like, uh, I love this movie. Like, Pee Wee was my hero as a kid. Like, I know you're beeping, That's right. uh, but he really was like, he was truly my hero. I love, I love Pee Wee Herman. I loved watching his show. Your mom's going. She is. And, uh, I loved watching his show. I loved watching his films, but Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I, you know, it was just excellent storytelling for a comedy back in the 80s and it was just about his bike it was an adventure it was a hell of an adventure it was and i love the ending when he says i'm a rebel i'm gonna tell you this (laughs) let me tell you real quick so peewee's big adventure is one of my first um i I say ventures into horror without it being horror uh and it's the large marge scene uh that scared me so much you know because he just starts telling the story and as he does that yeah and it just really like as a kid watching it was like it's terrifying and so you know it was like like it's so so good man it has everything um it's such such i'm a dot i'm a loner i'm a loner rebel rebel i'm a loner dotty a rebel um <laughs> that's a, i'm just thinking about lines from that movie Anyway, that's when I laugh like that. It's because the line just popped up in my head. I can't say it. Anyway, that's your, what was that? 14. Number 14. Number 14 for me is Spaceballs, the movie. I know it was coming. Spaceballs made it. Um, Spaceballs is, without a doubt, and this might be controversial for some people, but Brandon will agree, this is, without a doubt, Mel Brooks' best film ever. Well, that I've seen. I can agree. Yeah, that you've seen. You haven't seen them all. I, I, and I, that I've seen because I haven't really totally seen them all. I've seen a lot more than you have. You have. But I haven't seen them all. Like, I still haven't seen 12 Chews, and uh, I really haven't seen all of Young Frankenstein and, you know, things like that. But I like would that. have to agree that it probably is his best film. Yeah, I mean, it's better than Blazing Saddles. And I wish I would have. I mean, Blazing Saddles was good, but it's not as great as Spaceballs. Spaceballs. Has John Candy, uh, Bill Pullman, um, you know, some more uh, Rick Moranis, freaking Rick Moranis is in it, and he's he's so good as he says, he says food you. Yeah, he's 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 excellent in that movie. Oh man, he's just oh man, it's just such a good movie. Uh, it's now that's a terrible movie. It's on the screen right now, but uh, anyway, it's Halloween. That's a uh, Friday Thirteenth Three D. Anyway. That is my pick. Brandon, go ahead. Number 13 for me is Rocky IV. That's the Russian. That's the Russian, right. What's wrong? I like it, but I was surprised it wouldn't be higher or uh, lower towards the beginning. Of your no, I got some other stuff that's... I, I, I Rocky's good, though. I mean, that was that's my favorite Rocky movie by far. Yeah. That one and then Balboa. 
is my favorite Rocky films. You know, it used to be just the original was my favorite. <clears throat> you know, like three and four really grew on me. Uh, four, You're a uh, weird guy that likes five. I don't mind five. I don't. I, I, don't, know, I, I know. don't understand the issue with Rocky Five. I mean, it's pretty much Creed. Except you but, have a. Except the guy turns on him, in, in the end. You yeah. know, Creed is better. But yeah, but in Rocky Five, you want to see Stallone kick his butt. <laughs> you know, you you want to see. What people, I didn't like about fight. Rocky Five is that it was a street fight. But now it, it makes sense that it had to be a street fight because that's how it had to go. I have no idea what this is. But anyway, uh, but. Um, but yeah, no, I think that it, um, but I love Rocky Four though. I mean, if he dies, he dies, you know, <laughs> you know what, you know, what's funny is when I watched Rocky Four as a young, did you cry? Kid, Apollo bites it. Yeah. I was sad. Yeah. Yeah, man. It hits me hard. Um, like, you know, I always wish that they would have threw in the towel, like, like, but I don't think it would have helped them. No, I think is. like, you know, Ivan was like there to kill. Yeah, I thought he was a machine, and and he was on steroids. Like literally, I thought he was a robot because in my brain I couldn't di- differentiate between what I was seeing plus like a ram, like a, a Terminator type of character, you know. So he and, basically was the Terminator, <laughs> the human Terminator in, in, in human form. But I bet he wanted Arnold for the role. Arnold turned it down. So, well, I'll go. I'll go get some new guy, and he'll he'll do better than you would anyway. And, and I can't <laughs> see nobody else honestly in that role. Uh, and what he reminds me of and, Arnold and him coming back in Creed 2 uh, oh, yeah. was it, it, I love how they uh, removed the uh, facade of Ivan and that now his life has been terrible yeah and it's been affecting his such, such a great series man just the whole series is such a great series Balboa is my favorite Rocky film other than four because he comes back out of retirement to fight and uh nobody thinks he can but then that one the one guy the the uh, newscaster the reporter dude uh the commentator guy he's he's sitting there in awe and they said what's wrong jesus i can't believe i'm sitting and seeing rocky <laughs> fighting and that's how you feel you felt like like that character was us watching him yeah do it again yeah it's such a great movie it makes me want to watch it right now do I own them? I think I own all the Rockies. I own all the Rockies. It's I mean, like I don't, I don't think I own all the Creed, but I do own all the Rockies. I, it's it, to me, it's not a bad Rocky film. Uh, even though Far Five gets considered the worst, and I'm not saying it's not the worst. It is the worst, but I still appreciate that story. Mm-hmm. His brain, you know, it's not working right, and he can't fight anymore. And Polly made him go bankrupt, and it's makes so much sense. Polly, yeah. Polly was a yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. But well, I miss Polly. And he, he gets like he gets taken advantage of by Tommy, and he f- forgets his son. He treats Tommy more of a. I just love the whole concept. I love of how that they movie. brought the son back, uh, Peter Petrelli. Yeah, <laughs> I know him from uh, Heroes. It's Peter Petrelli. But um, that's, I mean, I don't know if that's his name. Is that his name in the show? It's the name on Heroes. Okay, Peter Petrelli. He's also in uh, uh, This Is Us. This Is Us. And, uh, Misha, Mi- no, Miko, Miko, yeah. yeah, Miko. Um, Misha is somebody else. But who's in a horror movie you hated? About the video game comes to life. He dies. He's in the opening scene. I don't even remember it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's so bad. Yeah, that's I didn't. Why. I don't hate it. But I know you don't, Brandy. You don't hate a lot of stuff. I I, I try to find something in everything to love. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> even 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 other things. But anyway, well, uh, I don't know what you mean by that. But go ahead. All right, number thirteen for me is um, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." You already touched on it. No, he touched on the movie, and uh, oh, and uh, the movie is about uh, like a guy who shrinks his children. Well, he didn't shrink him. What happens is a ball, a baseball goes through a window, turns on a machine that he was trying to make an experiment to reduce the size of stuff for like sufficiency, I guess, and cost. But uh, in inadvertently shrinks his children, inadvertently throws his children in the trash and takes them in the backyard where they have this whole adventure going from the back fence all the way to the inside of the house. And, and they come it's not just his kids but it's the neighbor kids and it's such a great uh great movie man and it's and it's spielberg film is it spielberg it feels like spielberg no. probably the make it. who no. is it i'm not sure who directed that movie it's but. such a great movie i should know this like it's really but it feels like a disney movie that's why i said spielberg because spielberg and disney seems like like lovers or something but uh uh let's see honey i shrunk the kids uh it is Directed by Joe Johnston. Oh, from Jurassic Park 3. Oh, okay. Oh, Lord. Well, you did this one. There you go. That's you did A-Team as well. Oh, Lord. You did this one. See, that's something. You did something good. You don't like A-Team? No. I, the I, movie? Yeah, I like the, like, the The one with, like, Rampage Jones, Johnson, Jones, whatever his name is. Well, I mean, Lane Neeson, Bradley Cooper. Maybe I don't see and maybe I don't remember it. And that makes sense because it's forgettable. But anyway. Oh, it's, Aaron. My, it's my thirteen. Alright, number twelve is the burbs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bestow your hand, Aaron. But uh we're we're kinda of running out of time here, so uh I'm just gonna you know it's hour and a half. So Oh wow, we are. Yeah. <laughs> so. good. All right, number twelve for me is color purple. Um great film. Uh, it's Whoopi Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Oprah Winfrey's in it. Still, Steven Spielberg directed. Uh, it's just a great film. If you haven't seen Color Purple, what's wrong with you, Brandon? You should watch it. Go ahead. <laughs> I love how he just keeps taking these little shots. If you haven't seen it, Brandon, <laughs> there you go. Okay. Number eleven for me is, in my opinion, John Carpenter's best film, uh, The Thing. Russell, I don't know what it's going to be for you. My goodness. <laughs> How I'm so con- All right. Like, I, I believe it's, I, I always say it's my favorite horror film, but I actually have another horror film above it. Uh, but uh, go ahead. You're number 11. 11 for me is The Breakfast Club. All right. Breakfast Club made the list. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love Breakfast Club. Judd Nelson. Uh, Anthony Mike Hall. Anthony Emilio Estevez. Yeah, Ali Millie Sheedy. Obama, yeah, Ali, Ali Sheedy, yeah. And uh, um, the girl uh, from the 80s. Uh, um, Molly Nate, Ringwald. Molly Ringwald, yeah. Uh, and then the dude with the horns, that guy. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I'll give you the horns. Method of get the horns. But uh, what, what a great film that if you've never seen Breakfast Club, if you want to see a John Hughes film, Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Weird Science, you can't go wrong. Pretty in Pink, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with John Hughes. Nope. You just can't go wrong with John Hughes. You want to know my number 10? Yeah, I'll do. The Breakfast Club. <laughs> We're at the same level there. Yeah. 
So, <clears throat> give you a new number 10. Nothing needs to be said. Nightmare on M Street. Number 10 is M Street. One of the greatest horror films ever made. He already went through it. Ain't no need for me to hash that. Yeah. Brendan, number nine. Number nine for me, if it, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Predator. 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 I, I ain't like got time it. to bleed. You got time to duck? <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah, Predator. That's good. Number Get to the chopper. No, no. Get to the chopper. No. That's terrible. But I love the line. You're not good at doing it. Impressions. No, I, I hate, I can't do Arnold or anyone really. I could do Arnold. Now, if I really get going, I can do him. If I really get going, I can still okay. sit down. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it now. <laughs> right, anyway, um, number nine for me is Coming to America. The movie just now got a sequel. Uh, it is on Prime. But Coming to America, the first one with Eddie, Arsenio, uh, uh, James O. Jones, um, Ooh, it's just a great movie. Period. It just have you ever seen it? Yeah, I would hope so. Coming to America, greatest one of the greatest comedies of all time. Brandon, go ahead. Welcome to the party, pal. Die Hard is my number eight pick. <laughs> oh, Brandon. All right. What? I love it. Number eight for me though is the thing. I did the thing is John Carpenter's best film ever, and I say that. Uh, I, I'm a Halloween guy, but the thing is by far his greatest horror film about he's ever made. Just it's just a perfect film. I love you guys. <laughs> Number seven. I did it wrong. But yeah. <laughs> you don't know what No, it is. no, go right ahead. Do you want me to do the truffle shuffle? <laughs> oh, okay. Number seven Wait, for me is the Goonies. Was that supposed to be slow? Yeah, it was. I did it wrong. My God! If it would have did it, if it would have did it at the beginning, it would have done right. Road, yeah, but uh, that's what I said. You know, <clears throat> I love guts. the Goonies though. Is just like one of the best adventure films ever made. I mean, you know, it really is. I yeah. mean, but go ahead, Aaron. Number seven for me is The Burbs with my boy Tom Hanks uh, and uh, Carrie Fisher and. Art guy, that guy. Anyway, uh, who should have been John Candy, but but I'm glad it was that guy because he did a good job. But anyway, what a great movie! I quote that movie all the time. I love that movie. Uh, Pizza Dude is here. You Corey know, Feldman. Corey freaking Feldman's in it. That's such a great movie. Corey Feldman's in my next. Like I feel like I should. I feel like I own that, or if I don't, I should. I just love that. I love that neighborhood. It felt like a real neighborhood. We have a whole. Uh, episode dedicated to the burbs, so just go back and watch or listen to that rather than not. You can't watch it because we didn't have it up. Yeah. No, it's on anchor. Go ahead, uh, buddy. Number six for me is when it, it it has the coolest vampire ever lived. Friday night. Oh no, no, I know <laughs> Lost Boys. The Lost Boys, David. I mean, he's no. It's the, Dandridge is the coolest, but David's close. But, I'm gonna go with David. Yep, I'm gonna go with David's the coolest. Not only is he the coolest vampire, they are the coolest vampires to ever live. Ned Dark was pretty, they're pretty cool vampires. But I, I love Corey Heyman, is, I love Corey Feldman. Uh, Jason Patrick was a miss for me. The Frog Brothers. <laughs> the Frog Brothers and uh, David, you know, Alice Winter. You know, just such a cool it's vampire. A good movie. 
is is D Wallace the mom in there? No, nope. she should be the mom. No, nope. no, it's uh the lady. Yes, lady. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I know her. She was in uh, Diane Parenthood. Weiss. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah, her. She was uh, also Clint Eastwood's <laughs> wife in The Mule. Didn't know that. Because you haven't seen. She's it. also in. Uh, she's also in. Uh, 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 I care about you. I care about you too, buddy. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's really a movie. Um, but anyway, uh, and I care about you a lot. Uh, no, I care a lot. I care a lot is what it's called. Um, all right, number six for me, Die Hard. Die Hard. I was actually expecting that to be in your top four. Die Hard. Die Hard. You got you some, you got you some, uh, you know, McLean. You got you some uh, Carl. <laughs> anyway, uh, the dude from Family Matters, that guy, he's Carl Winslow. Cowboy. Yeah, he's in there. Man, you got uh, Hans Gruber. You got some great villains. So good. Such a great movie. It is a Christmas movie. I digress. Go ahead, Brandon. Number six, number five for me is I'll Be Back. Terminator. In the Terminator. Uh, okay. It's top it, five, okay. Yeah, I man. Obviously, it's gonna be top five for me. It's Arnold. It's Sarah Connor. It's it's Michael Bean. Is a uh, Kyle Reese. Is you know James Cameron. Paul Winfield. Best film is the police. Well, his it's actually film. a tie for me for his best film. Better than two. T two. That and T two. Well, Avatar though. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Avatar. Not even in the comments. I don't think that's in the. I mean, what he did, uh, you know, 3D wise. Titanic. I, I, Titanic would make my top three or four for him. Yeah. I think Aliens would be. A, oh, I wouldn't put Aliens above True Lies. No. I would, I like, I would I say True Lies is number Lies. three. We did 90s list. That'd be so, so hard. Uh, but yeah, Terminator Man. <laughs> it's man. It's just it's a it's a perfect science fiction action horror film. It just. It just is. It's perfect. I agree. I agree. Uh, number five for me, Bill Murray, Scrooge. Well, I wanted it, but it didn't. Make that it. movie is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Period. Like that is that is a true Christmas movie. It's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Uh, I own it. It's just, it's just great, Bill Murray. It's just a great movie. I, I feel warm thinking about it. It's such a good movie. I'm gonna take some hits for number four. Oh. For me, probably. I, I think everybody's gonna be like shocked. Go ahead. Here. Number four is a martial arts film. I'm not gonna hit you <laughs> with John Claude Van Damme. It made him who he is. Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Yeah. You yeah. T- you spoil yourself, Brandon. I just said John Claude Van Damme. It could have been a, anything. In the '80s, martial arts. I'm pretty sure it's not gonna be No Retreat, it, No Surrender. It could have been Cyborg or uh, uh was that Kickboxer. You, not Cyborg. You talking about uh, Kickboxer uh Universal Man. Soldier? That was nice. Oh, what's Cyborg? I'm caught is my favorite. Cyborg is when he movie. But anyway, it's kind of like Mad Max meets the Terminator. I don't even remember that movie. Yeah, I liked it. It was not one of my. But favorites. it wouldn't be your favorite. No, I mean, my goodness. It was in my top 300. <laughs> there you go. But so. Yeah, Bloodsport. Why do you uh, like Bloodsport? Because it's not on my list. Why I like Bloodsport? Well, it made Van Damme who he is. It made him a household name. Uh, I love the Kumite aspect. Bolo Kumite. Kumite. Yeah. Uh, Kumite. 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 I love Bolo as Chung Lee. Mm-hmm. He, without him in this movie, it wouldn't nearly be as good. He is a believable. Badass. Yes, <laughs> you know, just a 
man, he he's a killer in this movie. Queen. And uh, and the big guy, I forget his name, Jackson. He's just a lovable teddy bear that can fight but can't fight well. Mm-hmm. Not compared to the other martial artist. He's yeah. like this American bulldozer, but he's, you know, he he's he's a like a, a street fighter, mm. but not you know martial artist. But mm. Van Damme, his whole story, you know, as Frank Dukes, which Frank Dukes supposed to be based on a true story, and it's kind of been proven that he lied about everything. <laughs> but the movie's still great. I mean, it, I I, just, I love the fight scenes and that roundhouse kick, man. I replayed it like twenty times in a row. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, I like it. Like I said, people probably hit me with it, but I love that movie. Number four for me? Number four. Gremlins. Gremlins, I made knew it was Gremlins is on my list, man. Gremlins is at the number four spot. Uh, I'm, Gizmo is such an iconic character. He's somewhere up here. He's right there. Uh, he, hanging up. I had That's my same uh, Gizmo I've had since I was like a child. And so, uh, like, the exact same one. Um, and so, I'm a huge fan of gremlins and gizmo and it scared me when i was a kid but also it enticed me too because i really liked gizmo as a character i even forgive gremlins too because i like gizmo that much i would never forgive gremlins too it plus it has hogan in it it has hogan but man that movie's to me it's so bad it is it is pretty bad but we need a do-over. That's all I'm saying. Well, you're getting it. <laughs> yeah, Mogwai. You're getting an animated show, and you're supposed to get Gremlins 3. So, okay. you're getting it. My number three, which will be Aaron's number one. <laughs> I mean, I already know you're number one. I mean, if it's go ahead, not... Go ahead, go ahead. If it's not... Go ahead. But my number three is Back to the Future. Sorry, okay. Is that not going to be the number one? But, I mean, I love the story. It was not the love. Uh, Doc Brown... Uh, Marty McFly, Marty McFly, George McFly, Lorraine, Lorraine, Tom, Lorraine. I mean, Biff, uh, Biff, Teddy. How, Biff, Biff Teddy, Teddy steals the scenes. Uh, uh well, I put a, he it, does. It makes but, more, it's like putting a. Hey, you, get your hands off her, George. That's pretty good. <laughs> hey, I got one. <laughs> I just quoted Jaws too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Aaron's like, who is this guy? <laughs> Number three for me is Adventures in Babysitting. It's like my, one of my favorite films I knew, I, I was, of all time. You know what it's going to be. I didn't there. know it was going to be so high. Adventures in Babysitting is like one of my favorite movies. Of I, all I'm time. now concerned. It's, uh, it's I'm such, concerned now. Such a great film. If your I next love it. Isn't I, love, I, it is. I love this movie. Uh, just. You know, you should watch it. If you haven't seen Avengers of Baby City. Yeah, it's a great film. It's great. It's, Elizabeth should make your top three twice. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Number two for me is Willow. Uh, it's my favorite fantasy film. I love Warp Davis. I have massive wow, love. Willow. I just had, it had a dawn on me I, that you just me the, Willow. Yeah. That, that, it, it's, it's your Avengers of Baby City. Is Willow. Yeah. Um, actually, it was brought up at the Half Price Bookstore from the same girl. With the chick with the tattoos. <laughs> Why we gotta go with what she had? <laughs> but we were talking about Willow. You know, we were talking about Ghostbusters she first, Willow then Willow. No, 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 they were roses. Ooh, <laughs> more details, guys. <laughs> right, take notes. Oh, shut up. <laughs> but uh, no, it was uh, get me off track. She was talking about Val. 
Val Kilmer is one of his best roles in the movie. I hate you. <laughs> hey, we got comments. I bet you do now. Uh, let's see what they say. Hold up. This is from uh, Crystal. She is laughing, rolling her on the floor, laughing or something. You know what I forgot, though? No commando. No commando for me either. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Willow is. Just, I love the fantasy aspect. I love Warp Davis and the brownies. The brownies. Who you don't know are the very little people. Well, I mean, really little, like little. People. I haven't seen that movie so long. Oh man, it's my favorite. I have a good friend that okay. that loves uh, Willow, Katie. Uh, she also loves Willow. <laughs> yeah, I immediately think Katie Vick, but okay. No, 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 Katie Collins. I don't know. You just giving names to people on YouTube and stuff. Don't do that, Frosty. <laughs> Crazy. You have some psychos out here, Brandon. I mean, I wouldn't expect anyone okay. to. Anyway, she's a really good friend. She loves. Brandon. She loves Willow. <laughs> It's been out of control, man. I know it's been out of control. All right, so number, number two, two for me is Goonies. Goonies never say die. Goonies is what? Goonies is number two for me. It didn't make your list. Goonies is the greatest. It didn't make your list. Right. My number one didn't make your list. Goonies, Goonies is the greatest oh. movie. Oh, I don't know what uh, to even think. It's the greatest kids adventure film of the eighties. Everybody is so perfect in it. Uh, and uh, Dick Donner does an excellent job in it. Um, just and Spielberg is felt in it because he's the producer for it. Just a good movie. And plus, you got Corey Feldman. Ah, uh, Corey, 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 Corey. And then you got uh, uh, yeah, I know it's a great movie. You're right. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, you know, Brad. Everybody's good. You know, dude that was a Hobbit later on in life. Um, oh, the girl Lucas was also in it. Yep. Like Liberty. I said from anybody, Lucas, anybody, like she's from Lucas. She's from the Goonies. I'm gonna say yeah. But with Corey Haim. Yeah. She worked with the two Corys. She had a Corey. She she knew both Corys. She but kissed both of them. There you go. See, she likes some Corys. But she, she number also, one, she also kissed the Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know where to go with that. <laughs> My number one, which is like one of the most popular brands today. I'm waiting. Sand the floor. Show me sand the floor. Karate kid. It's the karate kid. He could have just said it. He just like. No, I got, I got to quote it. I mean. Okay. All right. Well, wax on. Wax off. You do not sound like Mr. Miyagi. I know I don't. You're pretty bad at Mr. Miyagi. I'm bad at everybody. Except for George Mathias, honestly. Yeah, I was reading some comics and I. I Every time I would read George in the comics, I would say it out loud in George's voice. Hey, you. Get <laughs> your damn hands off her. No, uh, I didn't do it. I, I, I came off a little bit hungry. You are my density. I mean, my destiny. destiny. Speaking of which, number one for me is Back to the Future. I knew he was going to bring it back to that. Back to the Future. I mean, you don't even give me time for number one for Karate Kid. You just Everybody, everybody knows how you feel about Karate Kid. Uh, everybody Daniel knows. Son. Daniel, uh, Daniel Johnny swoops the leg, dude goes down, then cranes kick him in the face. We know that that messed Johnny up for years to come. He was an alcoholic. Later on, he started the Cobra Kai again. He got a whole nother season to show stuff like that. Now he had to leave the Cobra Kai and he's going to form a dojo with Daniel. And they are going to be uh, uh, probably Miyagi Kai. That makes sense. Miyagi Kai. That sounds really good. Miyagi actually. Kai. I, I'll go there. Yeah, sounds good. Ralph Macchio, he just gave you a, Ra a free Ralph, one. There you go. <laughs> if, you had, if you haven't written it, 
No, he's already written because they've already filmed it. <laughs> it I hope it's called Miyagi Kai. It makes sense. Miyagi Kai. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, don't do that to the mic, man. You don't know etiquette. <laughs> but anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, Back to the Future is by far my favorite movie of the 80s. Uh, it is why I'm a huge uh, it's why I'm a huge Michael J. Fox fan. Why I'm a huge uh, Christopher Lloyd fan. Um, Say it. Fifth Tannen. Fifth Tannen is freaking great. Best villain ever. Yeah, he's really good. To some people. Yeah. To a lot of people. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more than close. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> make uh, make like a tree and get make like a tree and get out of here. It's make like a tree and leave you. And that's actually Back to the Future too. But anyway, but um. He said it makes as much sense as a, a screen door on the on the on the tugboat. He says no, that's part two too. See, I'm going part two so like, but this one is really good. Hello, McFly. Anyone home? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just trying to quote this. Trying to do something. I don't know what you're trying to do. Man, I'll be mad. No, my favorite quote in the movie is. Uh, can I have to have Pepsi free? Uh, what do you mean? If you want Pepsi free, you got to pay for it. If you want Pepsi, you got to pay for it. That's great. Such a great movie. As but, I always say. Brandon, um, can't be quiet on the microphone. What are you about to say? Say it right now. No, that's the quote. Okay. All right, anyway. <laughs> As I always say. You're so, I was, I'm, you know, I'm no, giving no, it to you. No, don't, when you write this book, you know. I don't know. The science fiction book. Uh, I don't remember, man. I don't remember, bro. Anyway, that's what it's this has been our list, man. Uh, we almost went two hours, but yeah. um, next week we're returning with Harry and Henderson, right? Yep, that's that's what you told me. Yep, and then after that, we are doing blockbusters. I got Independence Day, so that may he's, be my first one. Yeah, it's gonna be his first one. Would that Revolution Man count as a blockbuster if it, if it made money in the in the summer? Yeah. I don't know if it made money. But I, I don't think it. I won't do Jurassic money. Park because we've already did it, so I'm not going to do that again. I'm glad because I don't have it. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I've been thinking about this. I don't know if Matrix was a summer movie. I know The Mummy was a summer movie, and it was a blockbuster movie. Uh, I think but The Matrix I was. I don't want to do it. I don't know. I, may do the, I might choose The Matrix. We'll see. But uh, Which is great because it's funny because Will Smith no, actually, he's, he turned down The Matrix to do uh, Wild Wild West. It was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. But, but then again, it, but then again we wouldn't have Keanu today. Like, like you know, that was his resurgence. Mm, Matrix was Keanu's resurgence. Yeah, I mean, resurgence. Was just saying, resurgence. His, 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 no, it was... Did he really go down, though? Keanu, well, Keanu was... Keanu was... Like Keanu was... Speed was 93, 93, 94, I think. What was that? Uh, Matrix was like 99. Was it that long? I yeah. was thinking it was like 96, 97. I think the Matrix was like 90. I but think. he was like huge in the 90s, though. I mean, he, that was his era. I mean, started um, with Point Break, and then you got Speed, you got the Matrix. Matrix was 99. I want to say Speed was 94. Speed was 94. Yeah, because Jeff Daniels did that and Dumb and Dumber same year. Yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, so next week we'll do Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, and we'll end our little 80s cap. And then we'll be back with some blockbusters, man. Jaws is not going to be featured, even though technically it was the first blockbuster film. So we're going to give it his worth. It will be mentioned. It will be mentioned. <laughs> well, and, I, and I, I love Jurassic Park, but obviously we've already done it. And there's not much you can say about Jurassic Park more than what you have. It's just the greatest one of the greatest movies of all time. Spielberg is a hit maker. But anyway, uh, Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. We are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. Thank you for marking out with us. Brandon, got anything to say? I don't. I've said enough. I'm trying to stop the thing. You just ain't talking. Thank you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>